What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain, episode 292. Happy, crazy Thursday, uh, crazy week in general. Uh, today, I have Kyle Rojas uh, with the graph here to talk about, well, the graph and, uh, you know, what they're working on, uh, his time there at Edge Node, and maybe we'll talk a bit about the market today as well, since it's absolutely insane. Uh, Kyle, welcome to the show, man. Really appreciate the time. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm sure people are going to be curious. Uh, you know, who are you? What did you do before this? What was like your path, like your life trajectory to this industry? Sure. Yeah, it's a winding road. I was born and raised a pretty crazy California kid. I enlisted in the Air Force right after high school at 17 years old. I actually had to get a parent to sign me out. And then I served around the world for, for 12 years before choosing just choosing family over a, a pretty successful military career. And then to make the transition to being a civilian after so long in the military, I, I went and got my MBA at Rice University here in Houston, where I've been for about a decade. And then I worked uh, almost seven years uh, at Goldman Sachs here in Houston, uh, but realized just over time that it wasn't what I wanted to do long term. I, I wasn't meant to be there. I, it wasn't fulfilling for me in the end to only have a mission focused on my bottom line. But while at Goldman, I'd been investing in, and participating in the crypto space since right around late 2016. And then along the way, I, I just became a true believer in not only the fact that Web3 technology is a big part of the future, but also it's the better way to build for the world uh, for a ton of reasons. So I finally mustered up the guts to hang up the tie, quit Wall Street, and I dove in headfirst into my blockchain career. Now I'm you know, well over a year into my Web3 life at Edge of Node, uh, which is the founding team behind the graph, where my official title is overseeing global media and partnerships, though uh, I also help oversee developer success, help with marketing and operations, and, and really do anything needed to make the graph a success. Um, still very startup-y, which is fun for me. I get bored easily, and I haven't been bored for one second since I joined. Nice. What what is Edge Node exactly? Is it like a dev company or an incubator or what's its sole purpose? So the founding team was originally the graph. And when, uh oh, did I lose you again? Nope. I'm just yeah. switching cameras. Uh, the founding team was originally the graph. And when the decentralized network was launched, the and the token was launched, GRT to work utility token for the ecosystem, Edge Node was created, which is now the founding team behind the graph, but only one of multiple core devs across the ecosystem, like Streaming Fast, uh, Masari is a core subgraph developer, GraphOps, uh, Semiarch Labs, and more. So it's only one of six core devs now, which is an exciting thing. And it's that six will probably grow in the future. Awesome. So six core devs making it up right now. Um, and is the graph the only project that you guys are mainly work working on? Or do you have other things as well on the side? Depends on which core dev you're talking about. So Edge is obviously 100% full-time working on the graph. Uh, Semiotic Labs is um, GraphOps and others. There are some like Masari, the core subgraph developer, uh, the first of its kind that has a ton of stuff going on. Masari is a massive company. And then there are some others that have given a, a number of their folks to work full-time in the ecosystem. So it totally depends on the grant and and how it's structured got it got it so what is the graph exactly um I, i've seen it before i've seen it around um i don't know much about it 
Um, but I know a lot of people are very optimistic about the future of where the graph can go and some of the things that can be done. Um, tell me a bit about it. I'd say in the simplest terms, what Google does for the world's legacy internet information, Web2, mm -hmm. the graph does that for data recorded within the blockchain ecosystem. And beyond that, it's helping rebuild the internet better with open source, transparent community-led and, and decentralized infrastructure, which is really important. Right now with over 220 indexers all over the world that are providing you know, higher uptime, drastically lower latency and, and or faster indexing, syncing and querying, um, and equal to, if not better than the quality of service and query success rate uh, compared to centralized technology. <clears throat> and before the graph, no one knew if, if decentralized indexing and querying would be better. In theory, it makes sense, but the graph is actually doing it in production for front-end UIs at scale. For right now, hundreds of, of projects around the world, uh, it's been a true zero-to-one moment. And that's not including what the graph has done and what it drives throughout the entire ecosystem. Uh, the graph powers on the hosted service, which was the original temporary service launched in 2019 and uh, now has well over a billion queries per day, that powers pretty much every DeFi, AMM, exchange, NFT platform, data analytics projects, DAOs, wallets, bridging technology, um, identity, and much more. All the biggest named apps you can think of have UIs and or user interfaces, and those wouldn't be possible without the data provided by the graph. So it's pretty amazing about the scale right now across 39 blockchains that the graph is powering across the space. 39 blockchains. Wow, that's that's a lot of coverage. Um, what Where do you think it gets the most activity? Ethereum or is there like a, a handful of blockchains that really leverage it? I'd say Ethereum is the biggest volume chain. And then you look at everything else that's integrated from layer ones, layer twos and side chains. And you can imagine how big those blockchains are and the activity there and all the dApps are powered by the graph, or most of them. And that's Avalanche, Phantom, um, layer two is like Gnosis Chain and Arbitrum Optimism or Sidechain, I guess, Gnosis in, in some sense, then Sidechain like Polygon. And then you have dozens of other EVM compatible chains and then a few non-EVM compatible like Near, Cosmos Hub, Osmosis, and most recently Solana was integrated via Substreams technology which is a pretty amazing uh, new technology to really increase the indexing and syncing speed. Got it. I can see where indexing in Web3 would be very important in terms of you know, building this you know, next age of the internet. Um, but what type of information is being indexed and queried with the graph? Is it stuff people will be able to search at some point, like, like Google, like being able to have that kind of engine within the blockchain ecosystem? Um, is it for looking up transactions or storing information and being able to, to recall a website? Um, what, what kind of things, I guess, qualify as information in this context? Well, if you think about what's happened in the ecosystem up until the graph, everything in the blockchain ecosystem has enabled peer-to-peer -peer transactions. And then those transactions were recorded on the digital ledgers, blockchains. But up until the graph, no one had concentrated on organizing and making that data useful. So it's really important to start with the why. It's because data is absolutely essential for any application or website. And that's in any digital space, not just Web3. 
And the graph is hands down the most widely used technology, again, across those 39 blockchains. Um, and, and then you think of an analogy, I'd say, one analogy that I like to use on what it's actually doing um, is really picking up all these massive amounts, uh, massive transactions, trillions of transactions in a giant bucket, or you think of M&Ms in a giant stadium of all different shapes, types, and colors, and they're just stacked on top of each other. And up at Telegraph, no one had figured out how to align those in an organized way and make usable in milliseconds in a front end. So as opposed to thinking of what the graph powers, it's probably because it's such a versatile technology, it's probably better to think about what it can't power. And that is off-chain data, meaning unverifiable, non-deterministic data, non-deterministic meaning 10 out of 10 times, you don't get the right um, information because deterministic data is always correct. And uh, that's one thing the graph hasn't tackled yet. I don't know if it ever will because on-chain public data is, is more than enough total addressable market. Um, and any developer that needs information from the blockchain needs to figure out their indexing stack. And that's what the graph does. Yeah, looking at what some of this on-chain data could be in the future, um, it can get probably very complex. You know, if we're hoping to build a new internet, you know, you're talking photos and videos and building out social platforms and building out marketplaces. And um, what, what types of applications do you see, you know, being built with the help of the graph, you know, now and into, into the future? Well, if you think about it now, the best or biggest product market fit in the ecosystem is DeFi and the graph powers most of DeFi. There are a lot of cool NFT technologies and applications. DAOs are really interesting. Uh, and then you think of identity, that's going to become, I think, and reputation. Those are gonna become big verticals in the space, wallets, uh, bridges. And then you think of, okay, well, what if Web2 joins the space? How are they gonna do it aside from Google dipping into the space aside from, you know, all these big NFT pushes from the biggest brands in entertainment to, to retail um, sales in general, all of them are going to need information from the blockchain if they're using anything that interacts with the blockchain. So the total addressable market is, is pretty wide in the sense that anyone who wants to interact with the blockchain ever will always need that data. And the graph will be the, the primary technology going forward for folks that want to interact. Uh, but what's also really interesting, and one reason I chose to work on the graph, um, just, of course, looking at challenge in general and go going through the zero to one cycle, which I'd never tackled before, is the total addressable market is truly infinite because oracles and blockchains, they put on and then record single transactions, which is growing parabolically, but even one transaction can be read an infinite number of times. Then you think of, well, what about trillions of transactions? Those can be read exponentially more um, infinite than just one transaction in general. And that goes uh, in perpetuity. So it's really exciting the, the total addressable market with regards to how many queries will be used. Um, and right now it's, you know, one and a half billion average in the depths of the bear market. But over time, when, when Web2, Trad, uh, TradFi and others come into the space, it's going to 
it's going to grow even more parabolically, which is going to be really exciting in the future. Yeah, in terms of interacting with the blockchain, this is something that I've discussed with a lot of people. Um, and I think it's something that also holds back the space. And it's not that there's no space is great. It's revolutionary. It's it's uh, on the front lines and changing every single day. And it's going to solve so many problems in the world. But the UI is really bad. Mm -hmm. um, and there's not a whole lot you can do even on the phone to interact you know, with the blockchain or even with just Ethereum. Like there's a handful of wallets you can still use that, you know, interact with NFTs um, other than, you know, just holding crypto, you know, that you can launch some kind of decentralized application with it. The functionality just doesn't seem like it's, it's there yet. Um, kind of curious, you know, from your perspective, you know, building out the whole indexing and querying side of the space, how important maybe UI is and being able to make it easier for ordinary people to really interact with this contact. Um, two ways to answer that question with the edge of node hat and with a personal hat on the edge of node hat, really we're helping build the graph, which is essential infrastructure. It's mm -hmm. the data middle layer that is a developer tool. So anyone building in the space needs data and most are using the graph for it. But on the personal side, as a user, right? I've been a long time participant in the space and I love interacting with a ton of stuff across chains uh, in my free time, which I have a little less of nowadays, but still super exciting. And you're right, the UI isn't there. That's why I do think there is a lot of alpha for us early participants, but also think of my mom. She's never gonna go interact. She's She has trouble just logging into our computer and fiddling around with email let alone going to create a wallet, bridge something, get rugged and so on. Mm -hmm. So I think what's actually, it's fun for me. That's really exciting for me in the sense that it's so early and UIs are so nascent and primitive. And I think because, and I always, when I've participated in the space, whether it's investing or not, I always follow smart builders and I always follow smart people. And more and more smart people are coming into the space, both builders, traditional finance, capital in general, right? More and more people and more and more smart people are coming into the space. And the more brains that are working on a problem, the more likely it is that it'll be that it'll succeed. And so that's what I see. I don't know when I've never been a good uh, a good decision maker on you know, price entry point or anything like that. But I've always been good at seeing direction and the direction here is definitely building better and building faster. And, and I think it's growing exponentially going forward. So from a, a, again, edge of node standpoint, it doesn't really matter. It will increase adoption when UIs are better and more people are using it, like Reddit getting into the space and others. But in the end, uh, the job of us working on this tech is just to provide the digital infrastructure um, so that anyone can go and build and be unblocked so data is unlocked on blockchains. Got it. Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, one more question, then we'll start to slowly wrap it up. Um, I think we would have to, we, it'd be crazy for us not to talk about what's happening in the market right now. Um, and I wanted to get also your perspective on where you think we're at, and not just in terms of like prices and, and stuff like that, but, you know, 
developing out different protocols, uh, developing within DeFi, developing within the space in general and like our trajectory right now. Um, it's kind of hard to see that, I think, for a lot of people, because uh, one month you have uh, Celsius go under the next month, you um, have an issue with Voyager the next month, you have inflation at all time highs um, in the last like 30, 40 years. And next month you have FTX go down. And it's just like it felt like this year, like one thing after another has just crippled the space. Yeah. Um but I've seen so many people that just put their head down and just keep working on stuff and the tech just keeps growing despite, you know, the market value maybe not being there, the capital, the the type of capital we want in this market not being there. Um, so despite all the craziness and, you know, maybe in going over the fog here a little bit, where do you think we're at in terms of this industry? I know it's very young still. Um, we have a long ways to go, but. Um, are you cautiously optimistic about the direction? Do you think it's got a lot of work to do? How do you feel? Well, I'd say um, I'm not cautiously optimistic. I'm rationally optimistic. I'm also very bullish on direction. Um, and if you're looking at it as a chart, I think it's just going to go up and it's going to be steeper in building. And what I'm even more bullish on, I've been a big DeFi nerd for a long time, is the sense that I'm hoping, and all the examples you mentioned, I'm hoping people realize that all of those were centralized entities that built in the dark, that did things that were incorrect, that weren't obvious on chain. And so DeFi and decentralization in general helps unwind that and make things more anti-fragile because they get shut down quicker because they're seen quicker and and people react more quickly than let's say CZ shutting down a multi or decibillionaire uh, company or not shutting down but helping precipitate it. So I'm bullish on decentralization. That's why we're here. Right? That's I think why Web3 is important for the world because the only thing that really makes Web3 different is decentralized technical infrastructure which leads to verifiability and transparency. It leads to the decentralization of power and opaqueness um, and you know, wealthy, powerful people in their ivory towers that have really decided the history of human species. And, and for the first time, we're able to decentralize that power, decision-making and ownership. And, and that makes me very, very bullish on decentralized technologies, which is what we're working on in the graph ecosystem. And then decentralized applications, only able to be called dApps if they have a decentralized tech stack, a decentralized infrastructure, which the graph is the only data in indexing layer that's, that's truly building out decentralized technology, which you probably saw if you were uh, looking at others that claim they were decentralized in, in the wake of the tornado cash debacle and all that. So I'm very bullish, not cautiously, very rationally and and overwhelmingly bullish on this space but i still think it's super early uh, and that's okay too i'd rather be somewhere early and just uh, build an iron stomach and hang on for the ride and not be bored than then go join some you know stay on rather uh, stay on some giant ship like i was in the military or at goldman um, and then you know die fat dumb and happy with without giving something back to the world well said um 
where can people go to learn more about the graph online? Uh, should they just go to the website? Is there social media? Is there a community? Sure. It's a huge community, 300,000 plus folks. So you can go to thegraph.com and look there. You can hop into our Discord, Telegrams. If you scroll to the bottom, you can follow graph at graph protocol on Twitter, which has a lot of the most poignant, up-to-date, um, impactful uh, upgrades and improvements and, and, and news articles in general. And then if you're interested in anything, whether it's getting a job in the ecosystem, whether it's becoming a graph advocate, which is doing really cool stuff, uh, you know, a group doing really cool stuff around the world. You want to join the subgraph DAO to help migrate folks to the decentralized network and actually do something really good for the world. Just reach out to me. My name's the same on anything from LinkedIn to Twitter to Telegram to Discord. It's Kyle A. Rojas. Feel free to reach out about anything in the graph ecosystem, especially getting involved uh, in becoming an indexer, which is the technical backbone, a curator, which is an essential participant role, and then a delegator, which you can think of as a staker that that increases the capacity of indexers uh, to serve data in the ecosystem. Uh, no matter what it is, I'm here to help. Awesome. Guys, go check out Kyle. He's literally everywhere. Uh, go check out um, the graph and everything that they're doing. Super cool stuff. Make sure to like and follow. Uh, the video and podcast if you haven't already. Kyle, thank you for taking the time to come on the show um, and bear with some of the hiccups early on. We'll get those edited out, but overall, pretty good. Uh, and thank you for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Good to connect. All right. We'll talk again soon. Take care. Uh, see you next time. Later.